0: 18, 18. Our episode is a legal adult now, or our
1: podcast. <laughs> it uh, can buy alcohol in Ireland. Can buy a gun in Illinois. <laughs> Probably
0: <laughs> <laughs> in the United States, it could buy a gun. <laughs> Unfortunately.
1: Uh, I mean, nothing to stop buying a gun here, but like, it's very difficult. It's a little different. It's not like,
0: yeah, not like it is here.
1: Yeah. But anyway, that's not that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> yeah, we're here to talk about gun control.
0: <laughs> Yikes lose a few listeners (laughs)
1: because that's what everybody wants to hear more about
0: oh my god I don't I don't (laughs) I wish I could ignore it but I can't this is my this podcast is my little escape from this horrific world that we live in it's
1: a way for us to talk about a world where people aren't getting guns and doing horrible things with them talk about love This episode yeah
0: (laughs) I was going to say this episode has like a little bit of horrible things in it, but not too terrible. I also just wanted to say at the top that it's an episode about love magic. Um, there is mention of sexual things, not graphic at all, but use your own discretion if you're listening with children. And I don't know how people parent. I don't know what they want their kids to hear, but just talks about sex, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So Emily, this episode is going out the week of St. Valentine's Day. So that's why you were like, let's talk about love magic and love potions and love spells and not the Victoria's Secret love spell that um, I keep hearing about that all American high school girls wore in the 2000s. Did you wear it? I
0: can smell it now. No, I did not. I was too punk for those things, Neve. <laughs> yes, you were.
1: I, I had a feeling you wouldn't have worn it. I was a goth chick. Although in saying that, like, my friends and I did wear um, Britney Spears Fantasy. Oh. Because it does smell very much like a teenage girl fragrance. Yeah. It just smells like bubblegum. And that's what I assume the Victoria's Secret love spell smells like.
0: Yeah, I feel like it was like a little fruity. Oh, my God. I just like, I'm. it just transported me to a high school bathroom. <laughs>
1: I was gonna say it's always like the girl that is like she uh chews way too much gum and she wears way too much perfume but she's also kind of really nice and you hear about her fighting people all the time but you're like but she's nice to me so that's so funny yeah that's that girl that I have pictured in my head
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just had the girls with like the they would have like the bleach blonde hair that was stick straight and they had so many of like the little frays on top of their head because of all the straightening that they would do to their already bleached hair.
1: That was probably wet when they started straightening it, audibly sizzling. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they wore way too much concealer and it didn't ever go like <laughs> on their neck. <laughs> so your face is orange, but your neck is very pale.
1: <laughs> there is now a TikTok filter that recreates what Dream Matte Mousse foundation looked like. Why? <laughs> 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 that's what everybody our age is saying like why would you do this to us yeah we were here the first time
0: yeah we went through this and we survived uh, don't make us do it again
1: like the foundation lips everybody knew a girl that would like use a little triangle sponge like all over her face and then just blot it on her lips yeah for some reason
0: i remember <laughs> thinking that was like the strangest look ever i was like <laughs> why do you want like your lips to match your face skin mm-hmm. so gross and weird
1: we had no eyebrows, Emily. It was a very dark time. Okay?
0: <laughs> I remember because um, I am an unfortunate person who just has really terrible DNA that gave me no eyebrows. I was not a victim of over because I had nothing to pluck. But in high school, it's like I wanted eyebrows so badly and I would put mascara on my eyebrows to try to like make them like even look like they were there. The, like three hairs yeah. that I do have for eyebrows. <laughs>
1: oh. Mine were so overplucked that you know, the way there's some girls that like and it, they make it look really cool, they'll like pluck off the tail of their brows, yeah, so that they can do like a different like shape and they can do like the square brows and stuff. It can look great. I just overplucked so much that I had a single hair. That was how thick the tail of my brows were. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, absolutely nothing being filled in. Um, (laughs) There's probably foundation stuck in them. So I just from here, I just had nothing. So it was like, just look like that. (laughs) So you could change your mood um, based on the day. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, Like, and I used to do my friend's brows as if I was any way qualified (laughs) or an authority to do anything to another person. I love it. I used to cut my friend's hair. Wow. The world is much richer that I did not go to any sort of esthetician beauty school.
0: You might have been good at it though. You never know. Well, judging by my clients back then, I don't think so. I mean, they train you. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd say like the first month would then be going, no, no, don't do this. Why would? Why were you doing this to people? <laughs> They're like, Neve, you're not ready. Put the scissors down. <laughs> Bleaching people's
0: hair. Oh my goodness. Why? Can't be that hard, can it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Minor chemical burns, fine. Yeah. I don't
0: know what the fuck I'm doing, but let's do it.
1: Bright-colored, like, streaks or something. Something to show how, like, punk or emo that we For were. For sure. Right?
0: For years, mm-hmm. I had, like, a spot in my bangs that was um,
1: magenta. Oh, mine was red. Oh. Because of that one picture of Pete Wentz from Fall Out Boy. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't even like a huge fan of Fallout Boy. I just thought it was really cool. Yeah. So it was like the whole underside of my fringe was bright red. Amazing. But then like anytime there was a wind, it was just a shock of red hair. That's cool. Like crimson red hair. Yeah. Manic Panic. Vampira.
0: I'm hoping I start going gray like a lot faster now. Just so that I can like dye my hair lavender.
1: <laughs> it's going to look so cool. Yeah.
0: I can't bleach it because my hair is already very coarse and dry and would probably just crisp up and fall off. So... Just gotta wait for her to turn grey.
1: But as I said before, at least your hair is going grey in like cool places. Yeah. Not just me that has like three random grey hairs here and then a few in my fringe.
0: I mean, it is in kind of random places. It's starting to go further back, but... It's good to sight though. Yeah, I've got yeah. the got the spot over here.
1: But all that to say, Emily, <laughs> tell us about love potions. Yes.
0: Love magic. I thought about doing like the history of Valentine's Day and I was like, that would be way too boring. So we're not gonna do that. I'm doing love magic. And I was gonna start it off by talking about Cupid. When we think of love, a lot of us think of Cupid and Cupid's bow, right?
1: Yeah. I just forgot that I'm on an like audio podcast and I just nodded for no reason. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> yes. But when we think of what Cupid looks like, we see a chubby baby who looks like a cherub. He has wings, a little white sheet wrapped around him, and he carries a bow, and arrow. Cupid is the god of desire, erotic love, attraction, and affection. The Cupid we picture today is thanks to the Romans. He used to belong to the Greeks, and his name was Eros, and he was the Greek god of love. Did you know that?
1: I did know that, but only because of Harry Styles. What? (laughs) This is another Neve educates Emily on the Marvel Universe that is happening alongside her life. So Harry Styles is in the Marvel Universe. And he is playing Eros. I thought he was a pop star. (laughs) You were like, I thought he was a terrible actor. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, he is is a pop star. He's done like a few, he's done a few movies. He's actually not as bad as people say he is. Interesting. Um, I think people have been very unkind. But yes, he shows up, like, at the end of The Eternals. It's, like, one of those Marvel films with, like... It's, like, an ensemble thing. And he's Eros.
0: Interesting. In it.
1: So, yeah. But I literally had to, like, look up. Okay, who the fuck is that? (laughs) (laughs) It was, like, this big reveal that you're supposed to be, like, so excited about. And I was like, who? (laughs) Yeah, wait a minute, what?
0: (laughs) Like, when Ed Ed Sheeran was in um, Game of Thrones. And uh, (laughs) my husband did not understand... (laughs) He was like, what? Who?
1: You mean Medardo was not one of the people who bullied Ed Sheeran off Twitter because of that? <laughs> no. <laughs> he literally had to delete his Twitter because all the Game of, Game of Thrones fans were like, no, get off Game of Thrones. Oh my God. We don't want you here, Ed Sheeran. That's really funny. <laughs> no, I was yeah. like, I
0: was like, isn't that Ed Sheeran? He was like, what? And I'm like, I think that's him. <laughs> okay. So, Hesiod was one of the first authors to mention Cupid, though at the time it was known he was known as Eros. As one of the original deities of the universe, born from the world egg. Other accounts of where Eros comes from vary. Some say he's the son of Aphrodite and Ares, Nyx and Erebus, or even Aphrodite and Zeus, which would make Zeus his father and grandfather.
1: <laughs> oh my god. That was easy. My Likes. god.
0: Oh my Zeus. Daddy, grandpa. <laughs> Daddy, papa.
1: Oh my <laughs> Zeus. <laughs>
0: Armed with his bow and arrow, he used golden arrows to spark love or desire and leaden arrows to create a version in someone. Eros or Cupid.
1: Ooh, I've never heard that before. Yeah,
0: I was surprised I had not heard that version of it.
1: (laughs) They didn't put that in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. This is my knowledge of Cupid.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fully grown man
1: (laughs) in a nappy, diaper,
0: nappy. Eros or Cupid shot arrows at both gods and mortals and played with their emotions. In a story from ancient Greek mythology, later retold in Roman, as the theme has been so Does far, the
1: plagiarism,
0: <laughs> Eros or Cupid shot a golden arrow at Apollo, who was in love with Daphne, but then he shot a leaden arrow at Daphne so that she would hate Apollo.
1: You sneaky bitch. He's playing little games. Now they just tell you that they have an In NCAA. another story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I heard he has the
1: clap. Leave him alone.
0: It's treatable, though.
1: (laughs) It's gonorrhea.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. In another story, Cupid's mother, Venus, also known as Aphrodite, became incredibly jealous of the mortal Psyche that she told her son to make Psyche fall in love with a monster. Instead, Cupid fell in love with Psyche and married her under the condition that she was not allowed to see his face. Curiosity eventually got the best of Psyche, and she took a look at Cupid's face. Which pissed Cupid off, so he stormed off in anger. Psyche like searched the world for her love, and he was eventually, or and she was eventually reunited with Cupid, and they lived happily ever after.
1: Okay, Cupid, right. I believe in setting boundaries. (laughs) I mean, if you tell somebody in a relationship, "Look, I don't want you to do something," and then they go and do that, fair enough. Like they disrespected your boundary. But not letting her see your face—it's kind of weird. I feel like it's a little bit, a little bit important to be able to see somebody. Was he just like going like? (laughs) looking like like backing into a room every time was he he wearing a mask yeah did he have a burlap sack over his head constantly (laughs) did he have like a spare diaper over his head
0: (laughs) (laughs) he just pulled that sheet up and wrapped it around his head (laughs) (laughs) so it seems like cupid was the original practitioner of love magic according to our friend wikipedia Love magic is defined as the belief that magic can conjure sexual passion or romantic love. Love magic is often used in literature, such as fantasy or mythology, and it is believed it can be implemented in a variety of ways, such as by written spells, dolls, charms, amulets, potions, or rituals. Love magic has been seen as something that relates more to women and femininity. This is because of um, fertility, menstruation, and birth.
1: Okay, so the amulets and all of that kind of stuff. In modern day, it's just if you have a really nice car, <laughs> that's how you're attracting people. Yeah, or a puppy. Yeah. Just go out walking with a puppy. <laughs> uh, Ewan said that he um, he walked like our friend's dog, who coincidentally is called Nero since we're talking about Romans. And um, Nero is gorgeous. I think I've sent you a picture of him before. He's like big giant dog. He looks like he's sort of... A German shepherd? He's not, though. Maybe. Big fluffy boy thinks he's tiny puppy. Keeps laying on me, even though he weighs more than I do. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, It's the perfect way to die, though. I'll take it. (laughs) Um, But Ewan took him out for a walk um, in the town where he lives. And he said that he's an absolute, like, woman magnet. Like, every time. Like, he was just walking. And every, like, group of girls or women, young, old, whatever, had to stop and had to, like... (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that is the modern version of a love spell.
0: I even had, dog. when our dog was a puppy, I had people who were stopping me all the time. And they were usually women. They'd always be like, oh, my God. I'm like, I know she's really cute. <laughs> I actually had a woman who, like, I was so annoyed because she, like, just ran. She saw my dog and just, like, ran at her from, like, across the parking lot. And then she, like, bent down, like, in her face to pet her. And, like, my dog was a puppy. She got super excited and she jumped at this woman's face to lick her. Oh, no. And the woman's like, oh, my God. I'm like, yeah, who runs at a strange dog and puts their <laughs> face in the dog's face? <laughs> yeah, even a puppy. Like, yeah. What the hell? But she was at the point where she was, she was, like, almost a year old. So she was big, mm. but still had, like, I'm tiny, happy, excited puppy, like, mindset.
1: Yeah. <sighs> Ewan laughs at me because I'm super awkward about asking people if I can meet their dog. Like, I'll see, like, somebody with, like, say one of the dog breeds that I love. Yeah. And I'll just be like, <gasps> turning away from the dog. And you Ewan's like, ask, can you pet it? And I'm like, no. Because <laughs> I'm always afraid the person's going to be like, get the fuck away from me.
0: Yeah. I think if you're, a, yeah. I feel like if you're a dog. He'll go up and ask yeah. the person. And they always say yes, right?
1: Yeah. They yeah. always
0: say yes. But he's kind of scary looking. So I would be like, yeah, sure, fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I met, like, two, like, French bulldogs like, on the street. I was, like, just weirdly, creepily hanging around them, like, trying to pluck up the courage to ask if I could pet them because they were, like, outside a coffee shop. And Ewan was like, oh, for God's sake. And he was, like, asking. And then when we walked away, he was like, see? Like, the person never says no. And I'm just like, yeah, but I'm always just afraid that somebody's going to be like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, I'm just trying to have some time alone with my dog and people keep coming up, you know?
0: Anytime I bring my dog out, I'm like, I just assume somebody's going to stop me.
1: (laughs) Even because like he's had dogs he was like it just goes with the, th- the territory you just know somebody's gonna want to come yeah, and pretty say pretty much. Hi. Love magic has been seen as something that
0: relates more to women and femininity. Femininity. This due to fertility menstruation and birth. This caused the stereotype of men not practicing magic which is what in turn caused a lot of women to be accused of bewitching men.
1: This is what it all goes back to.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? According to historians Guido Ruggiero and Christopher A. Ferron, love magic often was associated with prostitutes and courtesans. Women in these professions often held psychological power over their partners, with resentment sometimes resulting in drastic measures such as witchcraft accusations.
1: They're acting like they didn't go to find these like sex workers and then
0: (laughs) when you were like (laughs) it's your fault buddy yeah like when you were saying like oh it'll be like a nice episode or whatever and i was like there's like a little bad stuff (laughs) blaming women because men are horny
1: yeah it's like no she must have bewitched me it's like no you can't keep it in your pants yeah no that's what's wrong here
0: you think with the wrong head sorry (laughs) oh in the malleus maleficarum Heinrich Kramer related women's sexuality to the devil. Heinrich Kramer wrote within his book that all witchcraft comes from carnal lust, which in women is insatiable. The men of the Renaissance feared the sexual power of the opposing gender. They associated it with the devil. Making witches out to be sexual partners with demons. Kramer makes the it's case. It's like
1: <laughs> what the o- the only way it's like oh she like she won't go out with me so like the only way that like she must be in love with the demon. It's like yeah no
0: she's, you're just gross. She's on the devil's side. You probably don't wash.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Although back then I don't think anybody washed.
1: There was no Victoria's Secret love spell. There Let's wasn't put it that way.
0: There was no concealer either. <laughs> Kramer makes the case that a witch received her powers by inviting the devil to enter into carnal relations. Through her sexuality, she gains power, and thus her sexuality is seen as evil and something to be feared. And many of the witchcraft accusations brought before the holy office in the Roman Inquisition, men accuse women of of binding their passions and sexuality by the use of their own sexuality.
1: Oh, so binding men's passions and sexuality? By using women's own sexuality? Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay.
0: There are love spells found dating all the way back to 2200 BCE. These love spells were written in cuneiform on tablets and found by archaeologists in present-day Iraq. Wow. On the tablets, there were rituals of erotic magic. Mm. (laughs) There are spells for erotic attraction and companionship-type love found within traditions of Hellenistic Greece. These spells were documented in texts such as the Greek magical papyri.
1: <laughs> Did you see that, like, somebody somebody pointed out, and now I can't unsee it, that, you know, those movies, those Avatar movies? They're, like, the most expensive movies ever made or whatever the hell. I've never the, the, seen one of them. <laughs> the font is papyrus. Oh, like. God. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I do, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you spent so much on, like, the visual, like you know, the CGI and, like, creating this whole world, and then you pick, like, Microsoft Word Papyrus as your font. So bad. Like me doing a project on ancient Egypt when I was 10.
0: Right, or, like, somebody who's like, I'm going to open a massage parlor. (laughs) Yes. A spa. (laughs) Grapevines.
1: Columns.
0: (laughs) I don't get mad at the cliché choices everybody makes. (laughs) Holding a bachelor of fine art.
1: (laughs) It's like, oh, groundbreaking. You're literally like that meme of like Meryl Streep. It's like flowers for spring. Groundbreaking. (laughs) (laughs) It's Emily judging all of your design choices. Pretty much. (laughs) Yep.
0: So there are spells for erotic attraction and companionship type love found within traditions of Hellenistic Greece. These spells were documented in texts such as the Greek Magical Papyri which is the name given by scholars to a body of papyri from Greco-Roman Egypt written mostly in ancient Greek but also in old Coptic, Demotic, etc., which each contain a number of magical spells, formula, hymns and rituals. The materials in the pa- <laughs> The materials in the papyri date from the 100s BCE to the 400 CE. <laughs> Get out the papyri. <laughs>
1: It also sounds like you're saying potpourri as well.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> It just makes me think of like, oh, that's old pappy. <laughs> pappy <laughs> Anywho, there was a distinction made between love magic performed by men versus love magic performed by women. Of course. Women practice- yeah, of course. <laughs> it gets better. Women practice a type of love magic called philia, while men practice a type of erotic magic called eros. Mm. I wonder where that name came from. <laughs> the difference between these two types of magic was that Philia was used to attract more affectionate love, someone who would love and care for a woman. So, more like companionship type love, like the deep, the deep love that we all strive for. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Actual love.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's believed that this was because women were dependent on their husbands. At this point in time, men could divorce their wives, but wives could not legally divorce their husbands. Fuck Terrible.
1: off. Terrible. Right. I'm sure he gave her way more reasons. Under Celtic law to divorce your husband, you just had to lock him outside the house and say, I divorce you three times. That's hilarious. It's amazing. That sounds like,
0: that sounds like a divorce spell. you um, like waving a wooden spoon at him. I divorce you. <laughs> I divorce you. <laughs> and I'm keeping everything. <laughs> yeah. Get out. In- Including the dog. Women used philia spells to try to maintain their youth and beauty to keep their husbands around. Also depressing.
1: No, that's called Botox. Yeah.
0: That's what the article I was reading. It was like, oh, and now women kind of practice love magic by having like cosmetic surgery to like keep their husbands happy. And I was like, mm, okay.
1: I don't think anyone's doing it for their husband though, really. Yeah.
0: I think if I was going to do it, it would be for me. So Eros, practiced by men, was more of an erotic love spell. Men wanted women to feel desire, passion, and sexual attraction to them. Eros was also practiced by prostitutes of the time. We know that saying prostitute is not really appropriate. I'm only saying prostitute in this context because this is kind of like what they were called back in the day. I know the proper term is sex worker. Just want to make sure everybody knows that I'm not going around calling people prostitutes.
1: (laughs) And sex work is real work and they deserve health insurance and proper rights.
0: Yes. (laughs) The end. But not of this podcast. (laughs) In Hellenistic Greece, prostitutes lived lives that were comparable to men at the time. They could live wherever they wanted. They were financially free and did not have to serve any one single man. So it sounds like I probably would have been a prostitute.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Every day I think about OnlyFans. Feet
0: pictures. (laughs) Feet pics. Yes. Yes. They used arrows to draw men in for sexual reasons, probably so they could make money. (laughs) During the 14th to the 17th century, marriage became a central institution for public life. Of course it did. (laughs) Love magic adapted in this time period to reflect the importance of marriage. There were occasions it was practiced to bring upon sex, but it was mostly practiced with, with the desire for a permanent union, such as marriage. So people were using it less to get sex or like get less to get laid, more to get married. They were like, put a ring on it.
1: Why would you buy the cow if you got the milk for free? Et cetera, et cetera. All of that yeah. crap. I have a feeling the church is somehow uh, influencing this here, even though magic probably wasn't allowed. But yeah.
0: Interesting the whole, that you say that. Yeah. Magic was a very serious thing at this point in time. It was believed that it would cause damage to the person casting the spells, and it was also expensive, making it something that was usually only accessible by men and women of status.
1: Just like everything else throughout history. Yeah,
0: <laughs> right. Difference in economic status or social class would make it harder for someone to marry someone else, but it was believed that love magic would break down those barriers, allowing a person to rise in their status. Spells were supposed to be kept secret, but people would rarely keep their mouth shut. This sort of caused a placebo effect- because if someone believed that a spell was cast upon them and they were believers in magic, they would go along with the spell, thinking that they were enchanted by the magic. <laughs> this made the magic a lot more
1: effective. Oh my God. Or so they thought. <laughs> it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, pretty much. I was like, oh. Ooh, she she cast a spell on me. Ooh, I'm so overcome.
0: And how I love her. <laughs> yeah. When Christianity and Catholicism became popular, the religion found its way into love magic. Clay dolls and written spell scrolls would be hidden in the altars at churches or holy candles would be used in love magic rituals. This was the beginning of paganism and Christianity being blended together in rituals.
1: Oh, like we've talked about it a lot before.
0: Yes. I was like, oh, a familiar theme. Mm-hmm.
1: I also just think... <laughs> It's quite interesting, the whole, like, as you were saying about, like, the person saying that the- going along with the spell. I feel like the modern-day equivalent of that is, like, you know, that whole macho thing. Like, oh, I'm not actually, like, in love with this girl. Like, she's just really, really hot. Or, like, she's just really, really good in bed. Like, I'm not, like, you know, in love with her or anything like that when he actually <laughs> I is. I don't have feelings. Yeah, it's just there has to be an excuse. Like, the guy has to say, oh, like, I'm not, like, one of these, like, lame people who would fall in love with someone who is nice and kind and compliments my personality and that I find attractive. Ew.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Somebody I want to watch Netflix with. Yeah.
1: Somebody that I think about raising a family with someday. Ew. Just because she's really hot though.
0: People don't change much. No, they really don't. We're still in that same boat, it seems. (laughs) So now we're going to move on to some love spells and love magic. Yeah. In case anybody wants to throw something somebody's way. Although, I've heard a lot that Love magic is not recommended if you are a magic practitioner
1: of some sort. <laughs> Ooh. It's
0: usually not advised to use your magic to make anybody else do anything.
1: Okay, so like consent reasons. We respect that.
0: Yeah, pretty much Mm -hmm. it's kind of like you should control your own life and don't try to control anybody else's Mm -hmm. or their feelings or their desires whatever
1: well see like the thing is if you if you fully believed in love magic and if you thought it like worked and you thought that you had the influence over this other person how could you be with that person thinking that like they're only with you because you somehow have influenced them like you would never feel like they truly care for you and love you you would just always in the back (laughs) of your head just think I made them this way,
0: right? There's always that anxiety of like, I made them love me, so they don't really love mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to handle that. No. I would be thinking about that constantly. Yeah. But diving into Appalachian folk magic, nice, which is also known as Granny magic, apparently. <laughs> cool. It dates, it dates back to the 1700s when many people from Scotland and Ireland settled into the United States Appalachian Mountains. The people in Appalachia were removed from society. So they relied heavily on nature and magic, which in their region, it wasn't taboo. It was a rural area. People kind of did what they had to do. It was more in the the city folk who were like, witch. (laughs) So some love magic in Appalachia. Collect a handful of violet buds. Think romantic thoughts and then toss them in front of you. Look at the patterns they form on the ground. They should suggest a name or the initials of your future mate. If you get better results with white blossoms, then your mate will always be faithful. If you get better results with purple blossoms, your marriage will be passionate.
1: Ooh. Spicy. It sounds a little (laughs) bit like the apple peel thing. Yeah. They do in Practical Magic, but also I remember doing it as a kid too.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting how... like, just, like, reading some of these, it was kind of like, oh, like, this is what people did, like, on Midsummer and all those yeah. other places. Tossing Myrtle into a fire is said to cause the face of your future mate to appear. A white dove flying over your house is an omen that there will be a marriage in your family within a year.
1: Could be you, could be someone else. I don't know. <laughs> it's like the death omens all over again. It's like, this, this means an omen. It's like, yeah, but when, though? <laughs> and how, like, what are we defining as yeah. family? Who is the knocking for... <laughs>
0: And what's the time limit?
1: <laughs> Is it your third cousin Jeff? Is he gonna get yeah. married?
0: Jesk. <laughs> Jesk. Had to sneak that in there. For love, take a pair of scissors and inscribe your name on the inside of one of the blades and his or her name on the inside of the other, then bury the scissors. What else you do
1: with that? But <laughs> that sounds like a cute little wedding thing to do. Like rather than like say hand fasting or something like that, you just like start carving some scissors. Yeah. And then bury a pair of scissors. Yeah. It's casual. And then the next person that's like excavating in your garden's is going like, what the fuck? Is this a murder uh, weapon? <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, you guys lose some scissors.
1: Next up, we have
0: ancient Greek love spells. Magical signs known as characters, which means characters, were another powerful tool. These symbols often had the shape of asterisks or lines ending in small circles. The following love spells make use of such signs. The spell is described as an excellent love charm, literally potion. It explains that a tin lamella, which is sort of like a plate, should be engraved with some magical signs and names, rolled up with some magical material, perhaps a lock of hair or a piece of clothing, and thrown into the sea. The practitioner should also remember to use a copper nail from a wrecked ship for writing.
1: Oh, that's very specific. You
0: got to get real crafty.
1: Is this like sailor <laughs> magic? You got to throw it into the sea, but also get like a yeah. copper nail from a wreck. sounds
0: like a lot of work, but I guess if you really want it. Invoking deities for help is another common feature of love spells. A special invoca- invocation to Selene, the moon, is contained in the following spell. Addressing Selene as the mistress of the entire world, the user was instructed to make offerings to her by molding a mixture of clay sulfur and blood of a dappled goat into a figurine of the goddess and by consecrating smelly <laughs> right and by consecrating a shrine made of olive wood which should never face the sun as a result selene would send a holy angel who would drag the victim by their feet and hair to the user the victims would be horrifying the <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: very metal spell <laughs> this will not endear this person to you <laughs> no. You're really going to need that spell.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They show up dragged by their feet and uh, you smell like sulfur and blood. Um, Yeah. The victims would be fearful and sleepless because of their love for the individual performing the magic. Success is guaranteed as the power of the spell is strong according to the papyrus.
1: Okay. You practiced this one, didn't you? (laughs) i'm wondering like if if anything on these papyri are uh trolling people it's like let's just throw anything in there and bury them that would be pretty and i will see if anybody's stupid enough to do it you need the blood of a goat
0: (laughs) another spell is to take a shell from the sea and draw on it with mirror ink the figure of typhon and in a circle write his names and throw it into the heating of a bath but when you throw it keep reciting these words engraved in a circle and attract me to her name name who name name bore on this very day this very hour on with her soul and heart aflame quickly quickly immediately immediately if that was confusing to anybody i'm just reading the spell (laughs) i could get very vibrant and loud about it (laughs) (laughs) quickly quickly (laughs) um and then we have some finished midsummer love magic the first one is roll in a dewy wheat field. Rolling around naked in a dewy field will prompt your future husband to enter your life
1: during the year to come. I thought that was gonna end differently. It's like it will just prompt your husband to come yeah. over. You're like, what we doing over here? Yeah, you're like, <laughs> just rolling naked in the field. I like it. What are you
0: doing there with your tits out?
1: Is he Amish? I was gonna, he would
0: sound like that in Finland, but he would somewhere in the United States. <laughs> Number two is to put a spell on a field. They like fields.
1: I suppose there wasn't a much else. <laughs>
0: Find a clove with four leaves and hide it under your shirt or dress. At midnight, run around the field where you found it three times with your hair let down. Make sure the one you love eats bread made from wheat harvested in that very same field. This will inevitably make them fall in love with you.
1: Okay, that sounds a little bit more direct <laughs> yeah. than just rolling around in the field. You just roll around to the field
0: naked. I think that was a prank. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I feel like I feel like some guys just made that up. Yeah, it's like, yeah, girls, if you roll around the field naked, you'll get a husband. We'll come running. <laughs> They're not wrong.
0: <laughs> Somebody
1: probably will show up. That's how I got you. <laughs> the third one
0: is to gather eight different kinds of flowers and put the bouquet under your pillow. Doing so will make the love of your life appear in your dreams. You have to make sure that the eight flowers are from eight different meadows.
1: Oh, cute. that sounds and- <laughs> cute. Also, a lot of work.
0: Love, magic, in witchcraft. So for candles, you use pink candles to attract love and red candles for sex magic. Again, spicy. Passionate. Powerful herbs for love include St. John's wort, dill, lavender, vanilla, rosemary, basil, and jasmine. Crystals for love magic. Rose quartz. This is to attract love and strengthen self-love. Pink Kunzite um, strengthens unconditional love and loving communication. And Rhodonite heals emotional wounds so that one can be open to new love. And if you like to do your magic by the moon phases, the best time for doing spells to receive love is during the first quarter moon. And that's my little episode on love magic.
1: I love that there is some inclusion there on self-love, because that's the most important kind. There's
0: a podcast that I listen to, and... The woman is very witchy, and she interviews really cool people. But she talks about how Valentine's Day is her favorite holiday. And she was like, and what I don't like about it is that people think you have to have a partner to celebrate Valentine's Day. She was like, it can be friendship love, it can be self-love, it can be all different types of love. So if you're feeling alone this Valentine's Day, you can practice any kind of love. It doesn't have to be like a romantic or sexual partner.
1: And you can do it any day of the year as well. It doesn't have Very to be true. Valentine's Day. I was going to say, it kind of sounds like we're talking an innuendo here. That's unintentional. <laughs> <laughs> On a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> That's also important.
0: Okay. <laughs> God does not kill a kitten or a puppy or whatever they used to say.
1: <laughs> hey, anyway, thanks for listening, yes, everybody. Thank you. Love yourself, love your family, love your partner, love yourself enough to know when you're you're being loved properly yes. and when you're not Very being true. loved properly. Love yourself
0: enough to walk away from somebody who doesn't actually love you because Very important. those people suck and they don't deserve to be in your life. And you are worth it. We just became a lifestyle
1: coaching podcast. <laughs> it was always going to go that way, Emily. Come on. We're so wise. <laughs> was that your plan? Because that wasn't mine. I want to be Fraser Crane. Oh my goodness. If you would like to tell us how much you love us, you can get in contact via email on rowanandpinepod, the and is spelled out, at gmail.com. You can Instagram us, DM us on Instagram at Rowanandpine. You can also contact us on Facebook or search for us on Facebook if you search for Rowan and Pine Podcast, Same story for YouTube, and you can catch all of our episodes on YouTube as well. I'm Emily. And I'm Neve. And fuck yeah, folklore. Fuck yeah, folklore. This
0: is Rowan and Pine. Thank you for listening. See you next Thank time.
1: Thank you for
0: listening. Bye. Bye.